This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. Saturday, April 9, 2011. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, a weekly show about premium cigars and the finer things in life. With me, Mr. Jonathan. And I have a complaint to make. My name isn't mentioned yet in the show open, and uh, I've been back on the show for like six months, so let's, let's get to work on that. Chuck Morrison, let's get to work on that. Mention, oh, we do mention it, and his friends. <laughs> and his friends. All right. There That's you. you. So you're I... considered a friend. That's I guess, good. I guess that's good. That's anyway. Welcome, Something. everybody, to the Cigar Authority, um, a weekly show about premium cigars and things that are discussed inside a cigar store. If you go into a cigar store, the only uh, last bastion of, uh, of freedom we have left in the United States, you go in there, you can light up, and you talk about politics. The world's coming to an end. The, uh, the government shut down, all the stuff that's been talked about. The Red riddle Sox. Me, riddle me this, Batman. Riddle me. If you're going to have a possible shutdown of all non-essential government workers, yes. why don't you just fire them to begin with and then just save the money that we're paying them? Well, I was hoping that it was actually going to happen so, Me that, too. We, so Me we, too. we could have the list, here is the non-essential people, and then you're fired. And, and Chuck brought up a great point before the show. Uh, what was that great point, Chuck? I, I basically point. said if the government were to stop working, how would you know that they stopped working? How would you know? Well, there is the riddle. That How would you riddle. know that they even stopped? Nothing would change. The non-essentials are non-essential. Let them go. Two minutes into the show, and I guarantee my phone's going to buzz, and it's going to be the complaint from the station because we've gone political. Anyway, but whatever. it is not. Uh, the, the government has not shut down yet. We have a... Uh, a, a little more time until we're going to have to make changes. That's all there is to it. We have a week, right? Isn't it like a week extension? Yeah, so extension. They're nine months late now, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> With the budget, so an extra week. That that ought to change everything. Anyway, 617-237-1234 is the number. 617-237-1234 is the phone number here. And this week, this is year number two. Year number two, show number one. Love it. Okay? So we're celebrating our uh, uh, one-year anniversary last week. This becomes year number two. So congratulations. We're moving ahead. Speaking of celebrations, yep. the uh, Red Sox won yesterday. How was your Skype to Skype it, it, Yes, thing oh, that you had going yeah. on here. we're at uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. This is where we uh, ran uh, running the show this week. And at Two Guys yesterday, we did a Skype um, kind of like battle of um, the morons. Yeah, whatever it was <laughs> uh, that um, the, the folks from Connecticut at Butthead Cigars Skyped into us. We Skyped into them and we talked trash basically for the game. They were very, very loud during the first two innings or so. Oh, yeah. They got quiet after that. And, and then we did, what we, well we, did what we had to do. 
Yeah, we did. And we made we had hot dogs and uh, lots of laughs and smoking cigars. I was planning on coming in yesterday and hanging out, and I decided to take a nap instead, and I'm glad I did. Well, it was a good time. You missed a good time, and we're going to definitely do the, do it again because it was a lot of fun. Uh, you're talking about a New Hampshire store and a Connecticut store. Neither of us have a team, but we connect ourselves to Boston. They connect themselves to New York, and both of us have no right at all because we don't even have a team. But anyway, we had a lot of fun. So... Uh, Four, TV, uh, four radio stations picking us up right now here on the Cigar Authority Radio Network, WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. If you'd like to ever watch this mess on live video, you can go to Ustream.tv or the cigarauthority.com click on listen live and you can listen to it or you can get the podcast at your convenience and watch or listen at another time and our so, podcast is on podbean.com and of course iTunes iTunes right that's good so uh, let's talk about the first cigar that we're going to smoke today because uh, I actually know a little tiny bit about this cigar, which is unusual because typically you're the guy who knows stuff. All right, because you happen to like the cigar and you've asked before, when I are we going to do it? Can we please smoke my cigar? I love this cigar. Oh, yes. Well, we're smoking the cigar today because at Two Guys in Seabrook today, we are having a Brick House event. Uh, Brick House is a cigar from J.C. Newman that came out. It was the cigar of the year last year. And a great cigar at a great value. Well, their Kissing Cousins is the cigar we're going to smoke today. This is like what would happen if, uh, you know, somebody got themselves pregnant at an early age and they give the kid up for adoption, and then they have another kid later, and that's the kid that they love, but they never forget about the other one. Yeah. yeah. That's what this is. They, this one came out first. <laughs> yeah, and they don't it was pay, great. They don't pay a lot of attention to it. The marketing was so-so, and it never really took off, and then they come out with Brickhouse, and uh, Brickhouse got some attention right away, becoming the cigar of the year. But, and but we know this is a great cigar. We so, do. So let's fire it up. It's El Baton. It is an all Nicaraguan cigar. Mucho flavor, little dinero. That's what they say. That's their theme to this this cigar, which is a lot of flavor for a little money. And for new newbies out there, this would be considered a Nicaraguan puro. That's right. That's oh. the name that you'd use. Which is Nicaraguan throughout. Wrapper binder filler. Uh, we're smoking the Robusto. These are great value cigars, about five dollars a stick. And um, they're right now packed in boxes of 40, but uh, we hear they're coming out in boxes of 20, 25, 25. Uh, they make a Robusto 5x54, a Double Toro giant size at a 6x60, and a Double Torpedo at 6 and 3 quarters by 54. So if you want to try this cigar, go to your local brick-and-mortar store, pick up a cigar. It's a great cigar for the value. As we say, it's a kissing cousin to the best value out there, which is Brickhouse, and we have an event going on today. And we'll have Don DeCapit from Brickhouse come join us right after the break and tell us uh, what we don't know about El Baton and Brickhouse. I'm wearing my Brickhouse hat today. There, there we go. There excited we go. about that. So uh, this week on the Cigar Authority, we're going to block Blogland. We got a couple of bloggers coming on. Um, the cigarfeed.com. Charlie is going to be on with us a little later on. Young it's kid, on I'm, there, Charlie. I'm very, yeah. very curious to find out how old he is because I caught a video of him. Okay. Uh, and there was a little bit of a mention that he had to go back to college or something, but he literally looks like he's right out of high school. Okay. Barely old enough to smoke. 
and he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff, and he's got a great website, and he's, he's a, I'll tell you, he's ahead of me on some of the things that are coming out in the future. The guy's got a crystal ball where he knows the right people because he certainly knows what's going to come out that I don't even know, and I am the Cigar know. Authority. It's not what you know. It's who I know. And speaking of who I know, I know the guys from the Cigar Think Tank, Matt and Mike, and they did the most interesting thing, brackets of, um, of cigars to try to figure out what people like the best. And um, we're going to smoke on uh, on the next hour. I think uh, your cigar might be toasted now. Okay. They prob- <laughs> so they come like over. Spend this. a few seconds toasting <laughs> the cigar correctly. Although I'm using this thing, which this is what is the burner? It's called from Alec Bradley. This this uh, lighter is unbelievable. Forty nine ninety nine, and the thing takes a tank of fuel. The only time it, I've ever seen it go out is live on our show. You're right. Other than that, it's been lit the entire time. Right. It's something like 48 hours you can leave it on for, like actually on, and it'll stay running. It's, it's, it's an it's awesome lighter. thing's a monster, man. It looks like there should be a genie inside that thing. It's, so, <laughs> it's great. It's a great Yeah, rub it. Nick's nay on the wishing for more wishes. Yeah, you can't do that? No? No. That's a movie. Really? Aladdin. Yeah, I didn't see that. I'm big into cartoons. Okay, me too. So they do this thing called uh, Cigar Madness, their Cigar Madness Tournament. Correct. And so they start off with brackets, and I'm very curious to find out how cigars get paired up with other cigars uh, because some of them you can't get. Correct. So Also, some of them, some of the pairing, it really wasn't fair. You took a mediocre cigar against a great cigar, and wow, it won 92% to 8 Yeah, of course it did. You know, some of the pairing, I disagreed with it. But I'll tell you, as the brackets went down, now you got some good pairing that ended up happening. But I'd be interested to know how they did that, you know, why they did some of the pairing they did. We'll talk about that. I'm wondering if they flipped a coin or drew them out of the hat. This, you know, these are the cigars. How did they come up with the cigars? All great questions that I'm sure I'll flake on when we right. when they're live. So we, we tell that we ask the great questions before we have the guests on, then we forget to, oh, I forgot to ask this, and I forgot to do that. So then we get to have them on again, and that's how the whole thing works here anyway. Uh, just back, big week for me. Went to New York. What are they talking some crap on there? <laughs> yes. I like when Mr. So. Jonathan t- 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 <laughs> he looks at the uh, you know you, if you if you go on and watch us on UStream, you can actually type in yeah. and uh, chat box. You can yeah, be part of the you can be part of the show. And someone said, uh, "Oh, Dave's losing some weight now. Good deal. Keep it up, Dave." And who is that? Anybody that uh, is a personal personal trainer Mike, of mine that is uh, Mike sixty two oh six. Yeah, I haven't lost a pound. I haven't lost a pound. It's awful. It's, it's the just... camera, folks. We got a uh, narrow angle lens, so it does the opposite of the fisheye. It like pushes everything. Yeah, in. let's do that anyway. Uh, I did the uh, night to remember this week. I had to uh, fly out to New York and be with the who's who in the cigar industry, the wine industry, the richest people in the world. It was a group of two hundred of them. And the first story you tell me is about the risotto. I wonder why you're ris- not losing weight. Yes, I got a serious problem. <laughs> we had Emeril Lagasse was the chef. Unbelievable. Uh, this was a, a, a fundraiser for uh, prostate cancer by uh, Marvin Shankin, cigar aficionado and wine spect- spectator magazine. It was certainly the who's who, and they, they had probably some of the greatest wines. I don't know my wines very well, but, you know, there was many courses with many wines. The food was sensational. Everything was great. Um, and uh, very interesting night of... Uh, what the other half, how the other half lives, I guess, is, is the best way to say it. It was, uh, it was unbelievable. 
The first thing is a cocktail hour with champagne and whatever you wanted to drink, but they were really on this certain champagne that was the greatest and uh, array of cigars, anything you basically wanted of cigars. And it's weird because everybody's there and what are you going to smoke? So I, I looked for something that uh, I hadn't smoked before. So I ended up uh, with Ernesto Carrillo. He smoked his new cigar that uh, just hit the shelves and started with that. Uh, then standing with Rocky Patel, I went to a Rocky Patel 15th anniversary. Uh, Rocky Patel was the one kind enough to invite me to this uh, yeah. night to remember what they call it. Unbelievable event. After cocktail hour, everybody adjourned into the dining room where uh, there was supposedly no smoking until after dessert. And the famous line is, let's eat dessert first just so we can get right, nice. to, right to the cigar smoking. <laughs> and... Um, at the table was a, a little gift for every single person that was there, and uh, along with the um, the charity auction catalog of the items that will be auctioned off and um, your uh, menu of what you're going to end up getting. And there was a, a nice little cutter there uh, from Calibri, um, the 2011 Night to Remember cutter. So this is a one-time release that they only came out with one time. And, uh, anybody, Which would make it a one-time release. That's it. Very good. And anybody who was there was lucky enough to get one. I needed two, so I went and asked if I could really get two because I got one for you. Wow. And I got one for Chuck. Nice. Here you go. Dave. Wow, Dave. You are the gift that keeps on giving. Keep on giving anyway. So wow. hey, I, I got Thank to live you. it. You get to uh, hear my story. This makes it worth having to listen to your that's, story that's right. for the eighth time. Okay, that's right. So you already heard it anyway. <laughs> but some of the folks out here, I, I heard we have a listener, listener or, or two. And uh, here, what a great night it was, because it raised a couple of million dollars for prostate cancer. Awesome. Uh, Michael Milken was the, was the guest host that hosted it. I'll tell you, as soon as you got in, one guy got up, uh, an Italian guy that owned a trucking company out of Canada. And he said, you know, I was here last year, uh, two years ago, because they actually didn't have it last year because the economy was so bad. They felt like it would be possibly showing off of the people that, sure. you know, so they said, you know, let, let's actually back it off. So this guy had gone a couple of years ago, and uh, he said, you know, as soon as my company breaks even or something, I'll be prepared to make a, a donation. So he, so he got up and he said, you know, we finally broke even. So, um I'm very happy to be here, and he had prostate cancer before, and it went away, and he wants to help other people. So he says, I'd like to make a donation, and here's an envelope, and thank you very much. And that started the night off. Marvin Shankin immediately got up, walked up to the stage, and said, well, I can't be the only one here that's curious. Let's open the envelope. And Michael Milken says, well, you know, he looks at the other guy. He says, what are you looking at him for? He already gave it to you. Let's open it up. So nice. this, this thing, envelope's going to, you know, and I hope it was big because sure. now everybody's going to know. And, and let me tell you, it's still who's who's the biggest you-know-what. Right. That's that's the show. They open the envelope. They each look at it. Marvin Shankin gets up and said, a million dollars. What a way to start the A night. million dollars. First guy up. Wow. Man, I hope my DJ wow. business breaks even like that right. at some point. Wow. Wow. So, it was unbelievable. So uh, they have done a lot for prostate cancer. Uh, they have raised over $20 million in, in the 17 years they've been doing this. And uh, according to Michael Milken, so much is being done, and they, they expect in just a few years that it's going to be a thing of the past. They'll have it mm. actually cured. They have some great things going on. So it's good to hear things like that. And it was, a, uh, it was an awesome night. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, the night, it's a night that never ended because after the event was over, which was sensational, 
Everybody said, let's go to the Grand Havana Room. When I tell you everybody, you're talking about the Padrones, the Fuentes, uh, Rocky Patel, Christian Aroa. The cigar people. Everybody, along with wine people. Everybody ended up going there, jam-packed the place, and uh, the place is open until 2 o'clock in the morning. So we got there maybe at 11, at 2 o'clock in the morning. It, it had really weeded down to a handful of us left, Rocky Patel being, of course, one of them. <laughs> Leading the pack. Yeah. Uh, there's an energizer bunny that just doesn't stop. So, you know, I know this place, he says. We got to go. You go nice. downstairs, and there's all books, and I want you to see the place. And I said, listen, I got to get up early in the morning. I, I have this. I got to take the, the plane back. I got to get back to work. He says, you got to see the place. Just come for a minute. Okay, a minute becomes 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> They're trying to throw us out, uh, us out since 4 o'clock. And Rocky knows the guy. I know the guy. Let us stay. Uh, well, he's away in Mexico. He says, well, give me his phone number. I'll call him. <laughs> no, you got to get out of here. So he says, I know this place. We can stay till 6 o'clock. I said, Rocky, I really got to go. There's me, Rocky, Christian Aroa, wow. and a couple other guys. I got a party with this guy. So I said, listen, I got to go. And he says, no, no, no. Just go to this place for another minute. Right? So I said, <laughs> so they're talking with each other, and they're trying to stick around. I said, listen, I'm going to go outside. We're down in the basement of a place. So I go outside, and I'm standing there, and I'm seeing a glimmering of light coming up. The sun <laughs> is starting to come up, and I'm going to get sick. If I see the sun come up, I'm going to actually throw up. I'm so tired. Some people can't handle their liquor. David can't handle insomnia. Sure. <laughs> so a cab drives by. I reach my hand up. I jump in the cab. I take off. I'm gone. I go back to the room. It's 5 o'clock. I get a couple hours sleep anyway, and I hear the texting going on on the phone and stuff, and I'm not even looking at it. What happened to you? You're a magician. You did a disappearing act. Where did you go? Uh, no response. But it, it was awesome. It was an awesome night to party with these guys, and they party hard. Oh, I tell you. Bet. So uh, thanks to uh, Rocky Patel for letting me be part of that event. Uh, I definitely bid some big money on some big items. Didn't win anything because you're just not going to. What would you bid on? I bid on different cigar things and cigar events and things like that, but you know, I, I'd go up to thirty, fifty thousand, and then somebody would say a hundred thousand, and wow. you know, just crazy things. Um, there was a uh, the last item was Marvin Shank and Humidor. They closed the Humidor. They said there's three hundred cigars inside. We're not going to tell you what it is. Uh, the bidding starts at ten thousand dollars or something, and it just kept going and going. It stopped at a hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Wow. 300 cigars. I don't know what they were, but nothing's worth 160, 300 cigars. It's well, the, the rumor is in the past that there have been things like all-expense-paid vacations and yeah. other stuff besides cigars in the humidor, and so the mystery of it all And the mystery continues help. because the guy wins it. He doesn't even open it up. He puts it on the table. Was the government bidding? Because it sounds like government spending right now. Yeah, really. Right. <laughs> this was rich guy spending. This is for sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't get anything. But Rocky Patel actually uh, bid on an item. I believe he bid $50,000 on um, 13 boxes of Opus X, oh, and wow. he won the bid. Wow. Yeah. So there's a competitor bidding, you know, but it's, yeah. all, it's all for charity. It's all good. So uh, that's what that was all about. So, hey, it was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Cigar guys, even though they own a cigar company, they don't just smoke their own brand. They smoke just about everything to see what's out there. And, you know, they all end up with their favorites, even if it's not necessarily their own brand. Yep. So it really is not, uh, it's not like a Ford guy, you know, the guy who owns Ford driving a Chevy. No, no. I, Pete Johnson had bid 
you know, some ridiculous amount for a bottle of wine. They have bottles of wine, five bottles of wine, paper bags wrapped around them. You can't see what they are. And one at a time, they auction off these. So they auctioned off a Magnum. They said, we're not going to tell you what it is. It's a Magnum, blah, blah, blah. It's a bottle of wine. Let's start, you know, start the bidding at $100. They go into seven, eight, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, whatever dollars. And so some guy bids whatever, 15000 on the bottle of wine. He says, oh, by the way. If you win this bid, we uncork the bottle, and you drink it right now, and you share it with your table. Awesome. And they did one bottle at a time. Each one went for many, many thousands of dollars. Uh, I know Pete Johnson did one of them, and uh, it was some, it was some rare, rare bottle. Didn't of someone wine. send them one of their bottles over to the uh, truck drivers? Yeah, the truck driver that donated a million dollars, Michael Milken, I believe, bid like ten thousand dollars on his bottle of wine. And they handed it to Michael Milken, and he says, I'd like to give this to the guy that donated the million dollars. Wow. So this was definitely... Uh, what an awesome thing. Oh, yeah. Was, the only person that didn't belong, truly, was me. <laughs> you know, and I tried. I tried to play with them. There's just no way. You know, you, it's, everybody wanted to leave with something, and yeah. it didn't matter what I did. I'm not leaving with it. They don't know who I am, so uh, they, they want to leave with something. They certainly did. Can't compete. Hey, I thought I was doing good till you hang out with those boys. Sure. Get it. Did you cross any items off your bucket list? In other words, you meet anyone that you've been uh, that you were looking at the itinerary and saying to yourself, "Man, I'd love to meet him." Or you know, and it was only two hundred people there, but everybody kind of stays to their own table. Nobody's taking pictures. Nobody's asking for autographs. Nobody's doing. You know, except you got your picture taken with Pete Johnson. I noticed. Yes. First time yes. I've ever seen him without his tattoos exposed. With, with a uh, jacket and tie. He didn't go bow tie, full tuxedo, but. That was uh, the strongest I've seen him. He was looking sharp. Yeah. So You uh, looked good in your tux, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I don't know about that. And you talk about my losing weight and stuff. What a mess, man. Well, I'm the last person that's going to pay you a compliment yeah. if you don't need it. You yeah. looked really sharp. Yeah. I was impressed. I wasn't. Uh, I half expected you to look like Penguin from Batman. I felt like it. I, I was very uncomfortable. And, and, I, and as I said, we have to go on till 5. You know, was it 5 at night till 5 in the morning? Can I just get out of these clothes? Wow. But, uh, no. So you, you were in your tux to, in, the, in these early hours of the morning yeah. partying it up? No way. I took the bow tie off early on, not not during the event, but awesome. after the event was over, I said, okay, that's the end of the bow tie. Uh, I have no neck, so therefore bow tie doesn't, uh, doesn't really work. Okay, talking too much. So uh, why don't we bump out to a break and then? All right, let's ha- we'll bump out to a break. We'll have Don DeCapper on, and then we'll continue on the show. So stick around, everybody. We're going to be back, and Don's going to tell us about the Elbaton cigar. Lots more coming up. Happy birthdays! I got news about Jose Oliva, uh, comedian Ron White, and Red Owlback. So we'll tell you all about that when we get back. Stick around. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. 
There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back and it's 2283. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super premium vodka worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and Sickle. Super Premium Vodka. Russian Reborn. 40% alcohol by volume. Imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago. But today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, men who go to bed with itchy bum Wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. I want everybody to get up off your seat and get your arms. What are you playing here? A little Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin? Yeah. Queen of Soul right there. Welcome, everybody. We're back. The Cigar Authority, 617-237-123. You're supposed to fade down. What are you doing here? Oh, I, I see what to, you're doing. I wanted to represent a little bit of the Brick House, even though we're not smoking it. We've had it three or four times on the show. But Don's here. This is the introduction to Don DeCapit from J.C. Newman and Brickhouse Cigars. Although we're smoking El Baton, you're here for Brickhouse today. Yes, I am. And uh, thanks for having me back on the air. We are running a promotion here at the Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook. Get a box of Brickhouse cigars. Get eight cigars free plus a hat. Eight uh, cigars. First off, the cigar is a $5 cigar to begin with. Yeah, you're buying a box. You're getting eight free plus the hat. Great deal. You guys are just uh, over the top. That's bringing it down to like three bucks and change. So, well, you've, buy made, them up. you've made it a very top selling cigar oh, in the region. I don't know about that, and, but. And Cigar Aficionado also with its best value. 
Uh, so we, we appreciate everybody that has supported our product, and hopefully they will continue to. Well, well, good. Uh, we are smoking Elbaton, which uh, we're saying uh, redheaded stepchild here. We're making a little fun of it, but this actually came out first. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Elbaton came out probably a year or so before the Brickhouse, and we were in such a hurry to get it to market because it was a great blend. We kind of dropped the ball on the packaging of it. Uh, first off, we packaged it in boxes of 40, which drove the box price up. Right. And the box was a slide top, so it really didn't display well at all. We had some plans to redo it, uh, which we are in the process of doing now, but then the brick house came along and took off. So uh, we are in the process now of shipping the El Batons in boxes of 25, where you can lift the lid up and actually see the label. Here we but, go. But it's a terrific smoke. It's a much fuller-bodied smoke. Yes, I was just going to say, house. you know, it's, it's early in the day for me with a cigar like this. It's absolutely. It's definitely packing a punch. But tasty and value-wise, it's it's there with the Brickhouse. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there are a lot of cigars that came out that were heavy and full-bodied, but I just don't feel had the flavor that a lot of smokers were looking for. Yeah, or they, they taste like they're under-fermented or something. They're more harsh. There's no harshness to this. No. But it's heavy. You know, it It's heavy, like, yeah. and they're, they're big ring gauges. Right. But we will hopefully do more later in the year with the Elbaton. It is actually, sales are up on it, I think, from people who have smoked Brickhouse that know this is from the same factory that have wanted to try it. So speaking of the uh, big ring gauges, you have a double Toro on the Elbaton, a 6x60. Right. You came out this year with the Mighty Mighty on the Brick House. Another big, is that a 6x60? Six 6x60. Six How is that going? It's doing extremely well. Six, extremely six, well. 60 ring gauge, folks, that don't, don't know there. A, a one sixty-fourth is, is yeah. a ring. So that's right. almost 64. It's almost an inch. An inch across, right. not an inch around. Yeah. Yeah. Inch from end to end. Yeah. And there were discussions at our last sales meeting, guys looking for sixty six or sixty nine, and we're, we're not going to we're not going to that sixty. I think will be. The I, can't, maximum. I just can't believe. I remember when cigars went up to fifty fours and things like that, and it's like, holy god, fifty four or something. But sixty seems to be what a lot of people are coming out with, and for you guys to end up doing it with Brickhouse, there must be a demand for it. It must sell. There really is. Um, Again, it's not for every smoker. It's not for me. Um, and I actually didn't think it would sell as well as it has. Uh, that came to market, I think, right after our last promotion last summer. And the, the reorders on it are fabulous. I will announce here that we are going to have an addition to the line by summertime. It'll be a torpedo. Which would be the normal one to add to right. the line, but it was the 6 by 60 that went on first. That went first. We all thought the torpedo would yeah. be first. They went with the 60. Check out the chat box there, Chuck. Will we have problems? None of your business. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they don't let you don't know. We don't know. Oh what we're my doing. goodness! So we are down. Is that no? Mean? We're not down. <laughs> <laughs> Everything works on the radio, folks. Those that are listening on the radio, it always works fine on the radio. Once you add this UStream thing to it and stuff. A uh, what? Yeah. What? I'm with you, brother. Thanks. I'm with you. <laughs> because we're on video. People are watching. Actually, watching the show. I don't know why. But I just learned how to take a picture with my camera and yeah. send it as an email last night. Nice. Welcome to the 2011s, right? <laughs> but uh, so anyway. A, a flavor, I've smoked the cigar a million times, and the flavor I get constantly from it is it's always the same, which I love, the consistency side. It always tastes to me like a, uh, like a dark chocolate covering graham cracker. That's the that's what it, I think of every obvious, time. Right? It's obvious. Every dog. time. Graham cracker, chocolate covered schmoff, right? Yeah, the only thing it's missing is the marshmallows. 
I'll take that to marketing, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Right. But no, it is consistent, and that's that's really the key to any cigar. Um, and whether it's the Fuentes on the J.C. Newman's, they want to make sure that that cigar you're smoking today, if anything, may be better. But it's certainly going to be consistent in terms of the aging process and the flavoring. Well, the J.C. Newman folks have been around. They're, they're the oldest family left in the United States making cigars. And uh, they're certainly doing the right things. And when they come out with something, they come out for the long term. They're not one of those people to, to uh, you know, put something out for a short-term release or believe that, uh, okay, we'll do a couple of years with this, let it go away. And that, uh, to me, that's the key because once you get somebody switched over to your brand or somebody, even if they're, you know, a once-in-a-while El Baton smoker like myself, I, I don't buy them by the box, but I'll buy five or six of them. And I know every single time I buy it, it's going to taste exactly the same. It's always going to burn right. It's a great cigar. To me, that's the key, is, is having that level of it's consistency. It's going to sell way better. You know, the you box make, of 25. Absolutely, because it's the same thing. I don't buy it by the box, but there's a lot of because 40 is, 40 you know, is too much. It's too I did buy, actually, the time that I bought the box, my house was broken into, and they stole my humidor, and I had just put them all in. I only smoked one out of the box and stolen, <laughs> gone. So. Well, the movement was good. Yeah. But that's one of the, that is the main reason why we brought the box down to 25. Okay, so uh, the, the promotion today is you come by Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire today. We are off uh, Route 95, take exit 1, and when you come to the end of the exit, take a left. Two Guys is right there, and it's going to be buy a box of Brick House, any size. Any size. And you're going to get eight cigars free and a hat. And a hat. Which is taking the cigar down to about $3. Folks, remember, you got the S chip taxes at 52 cents. Uh, you got no, no sales tax and no tobacco tax here in New Hampshire, but. The box itself should be worth $50. It's a beautiful box, and I know how many hands go into making it now that you told the me. The empty wooden box, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a bargain as can be. Um, I, I know you were talking to somebody earlier about the, the price of cigars, and, wow, it seems like the price of cigars have gone up. It's way too low. For those that have gone to cigar factories and saw what goes into it, it is way too low. Uh, the economy is tough, and uh, lower price cigars are selling, but let me tell you, they're bargains. Yeah, and it's a very labor-intensive process. Uh, how we can actually make something to sell for 4 or $5 today is amazing. Right, right. And uh, you're not going to blow it, but I know you know something that's going on with your company. It's going to, uh, yeah. it's, things are even going to yeah, be better. They'll make things even better in terms of J.C. Newman. They have been doing everything right. I'll say that. The past two years, J.C. Newman Company has been doing everything right. Some of the products you have out there, you are the value company. There's no doubt about it. I mean, from your factory throwouts that come, come out at, at, at a dollar retail, unbelievable, made right there in Tampa. Yeah, we have a factory in Tampa that had Stanford Newman not reached 90 years old, I'm sure that would have been shut down. Right. They wouldn't, the boys would never have well, closed he's, it. He's looking down now and saying, I told you so, folks. Because we have added machines. We have added employees. So we feel that we are the company that has the price point that anybody is right. looking for. You, and your top tier is Diamond Crown. Diamond Crown and Maximus is the top tier. Which are great, great cigars. And they are made by Toto Fuente in the Dominican Republic. Right. And, and you guys are the distributors for all Fuente all products. All Fuente products. Including Opus X and all, all uh, those. Don Carlos, uh, Magnum Rosados. Um, so, I mean, I feel blessed. I mean, I'm working with the two geniuses in the industry yeah. that, between the two families, have 200 years of experience. Right. Unlike, I see some new product come out that somebody's been in business 100 years. Right, right. Um, but these two companies have li literally been in business 200 right, years. Right, right. They're in the third generation with 
Fourth generations in the wings. Wow. Awesome stuff. Okay, go back to work. Thank go you sell very those much. Cigars. Thank you for joining us. Coming in. Even oh, if it was for you. a few okay, minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank All you. right, that's Don DeCapper from J.C. Newman. As he, as he said, um, it's going to be Brick House event here at Two Guys in Seabrook, and he's giving you eight free cigars with it. So stop by. Come by. See the show anyway. Come in and say hi. Uh, we're here uh, till 6 o'clock today, and uh, Don will be with us. So, uh that being said, um, what do we got going on here today? We have, um, you going to go for it? I'm getting myself warmed up here because you, you typically up. just throw stuff at me and I want to be ready. Go. Go. <laughs> not yet. All right. He's not ready. Anyway. Not ready. Uh, I have black pepper and spice on this cigar. That's what I get. I don't know about any graham cracker or maybe a little chocolate, a little dark chocolate taste. How can you not get the Gra- chocolate? Graham huh. cracker. I like it's graham chocolate crackers. over graham crackers. Is, is there cinnamon in graham crackers? There uh, can be. Yeah, there, are... there is a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So cinnamon and chocolate. Okay. I love this cigar. Yeah. This is this is a uh, uh, doesn't get a lot of attention, and and I think it's because of the packaging. There's no box lid to it. It's just like kind of dumped into a, a tray. Like maybe during the break we can show one of the boxes. Okay. On uh, on live stream. But it did get a 91 rating before. I think Cigar Aficionado gave it a 91 rating for a $5 cigar. I mean, that's unbelievable. Value. Okay. It did, yeah. Uh, Baton and um, Brickhouse both have a 91 in Aficionado. Okay. Anyway, uh, we have a birthday. <laughs> Today, April 9th, the 99th day of the year. Almost 100 days have passed. 266 days remaining till the end of the year. And we have one special happy birthday today. There we do. We do. 1926, American entrepreneur and publisher Hugh Hefner was born today, 85 years ago. His name is Hugh Marston Hefner, born this day, April 9th. 1926, American magazine publisher, founder, chief executive officer of Playboy Enterprises. This guy had an unbelievable life. Working as a copywriter for Esquire magazine, he left in January 1952 after being denied a $5 raise. Wow. This is not $5 an hour. This is $5 a week. Right. $5 (laughs) a week raise. They said no. He said, okay, the heck with it. He mortgaged his furniture. Generated a bank loan, which I didn't know you could do, for six hundred dollars. A bank loan for six hundred dollars in nineteen fifty what? Two. Back then, the bank would loan you on anything. I know. Yeah. I've got I've got twenty five cigars. Okay, we'll give you fifty bucks. Okay. He then raised eight thousand dollars from forty five investors. A total of eight thousand dollars. Forty five people totaling eight thousand dollars. I'd like to be one of those investors in nineteen fifty two. Uh, including a thousand dollars that his mother gave him, even though she was kind of against what he was going to do, she believed in him. Wow! So she said, "I'll give you a thousand. So that's seven thousand from the other forty-four of them. And uh, <laughs> what uh, Dave is trying to say by addressing you, Chuck, and not me, is that the guy made mountains move. There we that's go. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly, right? Is that unbelievable what he did? So uh, he launched Playboy, which uh, was early to be known as Stag Party. That, w- that was what it was going to be called. Later it becomes um, Playboy Magazine. His first issue, December 1953, Marilyn Monroe, uh, using her 1949 nude calendar shot. Uh, 
and uh, Hefner actually never met Marilyn Monroe, but uh, he hmm. decided his connection with her was so strong that he bought a crypt next to where she's buried at Westwood Village Memorial Park Cemetery. That's where he's going to be How buried. about them apples? If he ever dies, because this guy is going <laughs> to live on forever. Yeah. Um, on December 24th this year, he, uh, last year he decided to get engaged again with this girl, Harris. There's a few things that are keys to a long and healthy life, and he does just about all of them. One of them is smoking cigars. He's a, mostly a pipe smoker, but he smokes a he cigar. Does, he, he smokes has, enough yeah. cigars to extend his life. And one of the other keys is having an inordinate amount of sex, which at his age is, is certainly probably not easy, but he has plenty of people around him with which to help, help. him rise <laughs> to the occasion. In fact... He's helped me rise to the occasion several times with uh, his magazine very nice of him. So anyway, we are not worthy. Hugh Hefner, happy birthday to Hugh Hefner, celebrating 85 years today. And I, uh, I had to crunch some numbers, Dave. You said 45 investors. Yeah. For, uh, eight grand, his mother giving 1,000. So really, uh, 44 investors at 7,000 comes out to about $160 per person to invest. Good investment. Imagine Think if you spent ROI on that man. Yeah. Right. If you God. spent the hundred and sixty dollars back then. But how he much is he, that he worth was now? the besides his mother with a thousand. He was the biggest investor at six hundred dollars. Hmm. So that's Even unbelievable. Less. That is making mountains move. Yes, it is. <laughs> that is making it happen no matter what. He had nothing. Yeah. So Passion, baby, we talked about that. Yeah. Dave. My God. So anyway, uh, at what point do you decide? For starters, I mean, it, it, that day and time, seeing people naked was almost against the law. So at that time, he comes out with a publication. In order for him to get away with it at all, he had to make it classy, which I think it was a smart move going from Stag to Playboy. I think that has a yeah, yeah. classier kind of feel to it. At what point did the bunny come in? I think right away. Yeah? Yeah. I think right away. Everything branding. about that whole thing was just great branding and genius. My God. So he did it, and I guess now um, his daughter and grandchildren and everything are part of the, the, the business, too. The legacy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they keep it going, too. And, uh, hey, I hear they have nice articles. <laughs> That's what I hear, too. Right. <laughs> oh, he's got the radio, the TV, the magazine. I mean, the guy's he's done it right. You would think that the Internet would have hurt somebody like him. Really, yeah. You know, would have killed a publication like that because you don't have to go to those publications, right? Right, right. But from what they say is... It's, it's... Honestly, I actually have read one or two articles, and they are really well written. So, I mean, it's got something for everyone. I, I think, uh, I, I may be wrong, but I think Bert Sugar, the... Um, yeah, boxing writer. Boxing writer. I believe he was a writer for Playboy, too, huh. and uh, which he has a cigar out, and I actually talked to him this week, and we're going to have him on the show. Are so we really going to have him? Yeah, is he really <laughs> going to call in? He's going to... No, we're going to have him come up. I that's think that's the only probably way the only it. way to do it. We'll have him come up and do it and smoke the cigar yeah. with him. And, and Any explanation for not calling in last time? None. I didn't have the uh, nerve to not say. Not to beat up someone who blew us off, but it's not very often someone gets a second chance with you. It's true. So It's true, so we're giving him a He didn't second. apologize? Nothing? He, may, he said nothing, and I said nothing, and I was very tempted to. If the oh. conversation went on much longer or something, I was going to say, okay, I have to ask. It's driving me crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away that you didn't yeah, ask. Yeah, it was very tough. I'm actually a little disappointed. Hey, in hey, you. hey, you know what? Yeah. He's going to be here. We can ask him then. Yeah, get him right there and stand over him and point gonna at be, him and make him nervous. You're going you're gonna to be the guy shooting me the look when I do ask him. What the is look. wrong with you? Well, that's what I'd say, and then after I'd go, boy, good call. <laughs> he does do that sometimes. 
So in politics, you know, we talked earlier about this country has fallen apart, and uh, we talk almost every week about how the country's falling right. apart. Well, I mean, it truly looked like there was going to be a shutdown or whatever, and uh, it, it, it gets held off for now anyway. But there's folks out there that make a difference and go there, and they complain, and not only complain, they actually do something about it. One was Nick Perdomo, who ran for um, um, what is it, vice mayor of Miami, uh, which he is still uh, the vice mayor of Miami. But Jose Oliva from Oliva Cigars is um, running for state rep of District 110 in the uh, Miami uh, Hialeah area. So um, if you want to donate to him and help him out, he could use all the help he could get. Uh, he is somebody that wants to make a difference. Uh, Jose Oliva. 2011.com, Jose Oliva 2011.com. He's fighting for lower taxes, job creation, smaller government, amen. Which is funny that he has to run for government, take up a spot in government in order to help make government smaller. That's right. Uh, Well, what I heard that Nick is going to do is this is going to be Nick said, I'm going to do this in one term, and he's not going to run again. And he's very, very popular. He did a lot. He helped out unbelievable. And... He said, you know, it's a one term and that's it. Abolish the job, you know, at this point. Take it away. And uh, maybe it's uh, Jose Oliva's agenda to do the same thing. Accountable uh, government and uh, make Florida a business-friendly state. That's his plans. Uh, I donated already. I did it online. Go to JoseOliva2011.com, JoseOliva2011.com. He's making great cigars, and maybe he can make the state of Florida better than the rest of the country. He's a a bright young guy that uh, can can certainly make a difference. I can see that guy running for a regular Senate seat someday or something. So this will be a stepping stone for him. Uh, I wish him all the luck in the world. You've got to wonder what happens to the websites. For all these people that run for office that don't make it. Is there like a website trash? Do you know anything about that, Chuck? I mean... Like, he can't reuse 2011. It's not going to be 2011 uh, again. Yeah, so. You don't re-up it, and then it's over and it disappears. And if you wanted to buy it again, I guess you can, right? I guess you could. You let it go, and I don't know. These computer guys know the answer to that. Nobody will ever use it, though, right? Jose Oliva 2011 won't be used after that unless he keeps it because this is how he started the whole campaign. Anyway, that's what I recommend you go to, JoseOliva2011.com. Throw him a little something. Say a little something nice to him. He's going to go certainly fight for our rights as cigar smokers. You've got to guarantee that that's going to happen. So uh, that's what I recommend. I did it myself. I recommend you do the same. You don't have to donate as much as I do. Throw him a little something. A little help, a little something, something, right? Ten bucks. Anything. Anything. Need more business people running for public office. Period. What do, what do you think? Period. Of, what do you think of this Donald Trump thing? I like it. I like it. Now I think it's an ego thing with him. I do. But you know what? I want. I would want someone like that. Billionaire status knows how to take himself out of bankruptcy and rebuild his legacy. Right. The government needs someone like that. So he's got my support, man. I'm a Ron Paul guy. I mean, uh, first and foremost. But you know what? I support uh, Donald Trump going in the game, man. We need more business people running our government. He said nobody will be better than me. I believe it. Uh, he's going to go in there. He'd be like a one-term guy, too. Let me go in there take care of business. Get rid of the bad ways like you were saying earlier. Fired. You're fired. You're yes, fired. Yes. You know, you take the guy that says you're fired, you get him out there. <laughs> he's going to have to say it about a billion times, but hey. go out there and say you're fired a billion times. That's right. Uh, uh, I, I know my wife is all for him. She said yeah? I want to vote for him. 
We didn't have a chance to talk about it last week. I got an email the week before yep. from one of our listeners, Mo. He started listening when we had Doc Diaz on. Yeah. Stogie Fresh episode. He caught it on the podcast. And uh, he says, good afternoon, gentlemen. Very liberal use of that word right there. But So what are you reading? Any, I'm going to read, read the email okay. and then just talk about this okay. for a second. Go ahead. So he says he's a fairly new smoker who just began li- listening to our podcast, and he calls uh, Doc Stogie Fresh 5, which was the same error that you made on the show, which means he's an actual listener. Not just someone pretending to be. Why was I wrong with that? Because the website is stogiefresh.com, not stogiefresh5. Now, where did I get the five? What did I? No get? idea. Really? I have no idea. <laughs> I remember sitting there and you said stogiefresh5, and I'm like, that's wrong. But he already said ten things wrong in a row that I called him on, so I'm not going to call him on anymore. So anyway, I wouldn't have made up the five. You made it up. You you like? Oh, look I got at this. It. What's got... this in my butt? Oh, a number five. I'm just going to say five. Really? No. Okay. So uh, his question for us was. Uh, he wanted us to recommend something that he could enjoy the flavors on that he hears specifically Mr. Jonathan talk about on the show. And um, he's been smoking for about a year, and he's been listening to his local tobacconists, and they've been making recommendations. And every time he, he smokes, wants something with graham crackers in it and chocolate. <laughs> that's, that, is, <laughs> that is what he's hoping what for. What is his name, Mo? His name is Mo. Mo, I don't know where he gets these things either because... So, my, uh, but he gets them. My thought it was that uh, this must be a question that, that fairly new cigar smokers have, is how is it that cigar aficionado gets their flavors, and how do I get my flavors, and how do you get yours? And okay. so I put a lot of thought into it before I responded to Mo. The, the key for me is you have to put aside the fact that you're tasting smoke. Yeah. Every cigar tastes like smoke. So there's a flavor that you put aside, and now... You're not going to get an exact match. This does not taste exactly like chocolate-covered graham crackers. However, there are components, flavor-wise, in the smoke of the cigar that are similar to something. Yeah, I got you. So the, for me, You're right. You're it's right. a process of elimination. Now, certain things taste sweet. Certain things taste sour. Uh, certain things taste salty. salty yeah. So you kind of go through that process of elimination to whittle it down to, well, what does it closest resemble to? For me, chocolate and graham crackers every single time with this cigar. And you've had it many times, I know, so that's... 10 or 15 different times over the past year and a half, and it's always been chocolate and graham crackers. Which is always consistent? Always consistent. If you're you're a cigar company and you can't make your cigars taste like the last cigar that someone had, you're not going to have customers for very long. So how how did Mo get a hold of you? How do you email... He sent an email to, actually, it sent it somehow your name is on the thing. It's Dave at uh, CigarAuthority.com, but it gets okay. forwarded to my, my okay. inbox. All right, so Dave at TheCigarAuthority.com, and then you get the answer. I end up answering, yeah. Okay. How, did that, how does that work? Why is my name not on the email? You are, and friends. So and, I guess and friends. What we'll set up is the friends account at the cigar There you go. And friends. <laughs> By the way, yeah. uh, if this has not been answered, there's a guy here in the chat box. The Chris.com is his username. The Chris.com. He says Stogie Fresh Five is the name of Doc's podcast. I would okay. All right. There and, you go. And, uh, so that's the name of his podcast, but yes. not his website. Not his website. Okay, and we were talking about his podcast. We were talking about his website when you said stogiefresh5.com, which is not, that, that URL does not exist. Stogiefresh.com, the name of his podcast, Stogie Fresh 5. Okay, so I listen to his podcast, which I do, and Stogie Fresh 5. You're not losing your mind, bro. And I, and I wonder why it's 5. I wouldn't have made up the number 5. <laughs> so there's something I there just anyway. didn't know where you got it from. Okay, so there's something, and uh, okay, so that's it. <laughs> it 
good good website, good uh, good, good information. information. Yeah, absolutely, good show for sure. Uh, and speaking of that, in the next hour, we're going to have the guys from the guy from Cigar Feed, which is the Devil Kid, the Devil Kid, the Devil Kid, Diablo. No, El Nino Diablo, Little Devil. El Nino Diablo. Also known as the Devil Child, if you want the translation. Okay. Hmm. And the guys from Cigar Think Tank, which uh, we've had on before, but it, this is going to be a special thing. We're gonna I wonder talk. if they have a nickname, because now we've got two nicknames going in a row. We have the Blogfather. We've got El Nino Diablo. I wonder if Matt and uh, Mike have nicknames. Well, we'll ask them, we'll ask them that, but uh, we, and we'll ask uh, the Devil... Devil Child, why he's the Devil Child, but his website is very, very informative of what what I want to get into is he has a list on there of what's coming out in 2011. I'm going to a trade show in June or July, I think July, um, and that's when I see the new things that are going to come out. Or I could go to his website and find out six months in advance. Save yourself the airfare. <laughs> and save, save the airfare and, and everything else I do for the organization because I sit on the board of directors. But this guy's got the crystal ball. He knows what's going on. And uh, i got to find out. I gotta Who's find... leaking to this kid? Right. And he is a kid. I saw a video with him. He, he looks like he's 19. All right. Well, That's all right. I'm very curious. Like Havy, right? I mean, These bloggers know what's going on. They know before I know what's going on. They know their stuff. So let, let's find out and, and get some answers and, and find out how maybe the Cigar Authority can have a little something on there. And we can tell people, like, we know what's going on, too. We can make it up anyway or make it look like we know what the heck we're talking about. That's what we do every week. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jonathan, I love your uh, your tasting analysis there. That's now going to help me because I hear you guys bring out these flavors, these tastes, and I'm just clueless over here i enjoy yeah. i don't know how to just put it in words though that that at first it just tastes like smoke right. and you have to learn to get by that very much like if you're smoking an immature cigar and you're getting the ammonia flavor right. okay well this cigar is not going to taste like ammonia at the end so you have to put that aside and that's pro that for me that's the hard challenge mm. you know dave does that all the time i have a hard time getting the flavor compounds getting past that ammonia flavor you got to take away right taste uh when you're talking about smoke if you were to eat smoked meats and things like that, is yeah. that the smokiness you're, you're tasting of or what? There's, I never smoked a cigarette, so I don't know what. what there's, for me, there's, there's, there's a couple of different kinds of smoke. There's smoke that's a little bit, like I said, there's, there's the kind of sour kind of smoke. There's a, a sweeter smoke. And I, there's, a, there's, a, there's actually a smoke that's a little bit salty. This is heavy smoke because this, you know, heaviness is what I get, you know, a light cigar that's that's more um, toasty, okay? Sure. And then th this is not a toasty cigar. This is heavy. Well, and that's, to me, you know, you get a, uh, actually, the more the more I think about s'mores, if you, when you toast the marshmallow and you kind of burn that sugar, there's a little bit of that in this, too. So you could almost make, now that we're getting to the end, you could almost make the analogy, this is a s'more cigar now. Hey. That could probably sell uh, some tickets for sure. Uh, all right. When we come back, um, I want to uh, make sure we talk to the bloggers, but I also want to make sure I tell you guys about uh, comedian Ron White, that he is uh, now standing up for cigars, as he has been anyway, but he's going to really, in particular, be standing for a certain cigar out there. Hmm. Red Owl back. 
Boston's own, the late, great Red Owlback, uh, his stuff is going to be auctioned off, including cigar stuff, and I'll tell you about that, too. Oh, wow. Along with, we're going to go into Blogfest here. We're going to go into Matt and Mike and Charlie. The Cigar Think Tank boys are going to be on, and... Um, the Cigar Feed, and we'll find out all that information from them and a lot more. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on The Cigar Authority Radio Network. Steve Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales. Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with The Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang-for-your-buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican, or the fuller-body green-banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan, or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang-for-your-buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money, they'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable 
It wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. WWZN Boston. This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. And we're back. 617-237-1234. 617-237-1234. My name's David Garofalo. And my name is Mr. Jonathan. And his friends. And no. his friends. I'm never going to say that. No. <laughs> I will admit to being your friend. I'm just not going to say that on the air. All right. One of my favorite, favorite cigars of all time. That's what we're going to smoke up next. And there's a reason for it which is the Padron 1926. This is no cheap date. Mm. I'm going to uh, use my brand new Night to Remember 2011 cutter. There we go. There we go. I'm a little bit upset I wasn't the first person to use it because you took it, but you gave it to me. So I, I used it all okay. night that night, so it's really used. <laughs> and I probably smoked 12 cigars that day. That was that was a uh, nonstop smoke fest. We started at uh, in New York. I went to De La Concha. Uh, smoked some cigars there. Then we went to a place called Cigar Inn, uh, which was fabulous. Went there. Then it was the night to remember. Then it was um, uh, Habana. What do we got I think here? I'm lost. I'm out. There, there we, go. we go. I'm back. Did uh, Paul forget to turn off our show open? Come on, Paulie. That's all right. I like the music in the background. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> okay, so the Padron 1926, and we'll get into that with the Cigar Think Tank people. Right. Because I told them at the beginning of the Cigar Think Tank. I do Tank remember that. that uh, Although I, I, I misremembered. I, I thought... wanted to smoke the cigar along with them for a certain reason. We'll get into that. Anyway, listening to the show right now at WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, WGHM 900 The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Along with that, we have video streaming on Ustream.tv, thecigarauthority.com, and podcasts and on podbean.com. Along, along with, with iTunes. iTunes. And there we go. I'm going to light her up. Go ahead. Say something. All right. I'm going to say something. So uh, we are about to bring on Charlie from thecigarfeed.com. Uh, I'm very curious to find out how old he is on the video. It looks like he's a young kid, uh, maybe college, uh, right out of high school is what it looks like, 1920. Um, but he seems to know his stuff. All right, let's see. Is Charlie on the air? Charlie, are you there? Yep. 
Hi, Charlie. This is uh, Dave at, two, at um, the Cigar Authority. <laughs> also at, from Two Guys Smoke Shop. Also from Two Guys Smoke Shop. And right. Mr. Jonathan, just from the Cigar Authority. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. How you doing? Okay, congrats, by the way, on your, uh, your one-year anniversary. Oh, thank you. We thank appreciate you. that. Okay. All right, it's killing me. i got to ask him. Go. How did you come by the nickname El Nino Diablo? That actually um, that came from Guillermo Leone. Um, we, uh, one of the things we focus on with the cigar feed more so than uh, most other sites is news. And uh, he was, I forget what news exactly we were breaking, but there was something, and, and he just sort of, uh, referred to it uh, to refer to me as the devil child, um, and so the name sort of stuck, and, and we uh, took the Spanish translation of that and ran with it. Charlie, we're, we seem to be having a little bit of a difficulty with your uh, phone connection. Are you calling from a cell phone or from a landline? No, I'm on a cell phone. I can try calling back. I, I don't know. If you if you wouldn't mind calling from a landline, sometimes the cell phone reception goes uh, in and out too much for the radio to be able to process. Give us a call right back, and we'll talk okay. about you while you we'll be talking about you while you're gone. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try to say nice things. All right, okay. so he's going to be calling six one seven two three seven one two three four. We apologize for that. Again, it's live, so uh, we have to deal with uh, that kind of stuff. Pushing buttons, you know, it gets confusing. You're looking at this huge board. I remember when I had a board, and right. you forget which button, or it's labeled wrong, or you plug in the cable the wrong spot. Uh, so stuff happens when you're live. Anyway, he sounds like he's not a man of many words. He's a guy that... that, <laughs> that uh, he puts it on paper. He puts it on paper, so we're going to have to pull this we're information to, out of him. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah. <laughs> my eyes pop open. I go, uh-oh, this is going to be a tough one. It's yeah. all right. It's all right. And then all of a sudden we get the transformer effects going on. Yeah. Right. I right. thought maybe you had like a new button back there. You were like <laughs> no. DJing on me using his uh, his sound coming in as a uh, a source signal and just messing with it. Yeah, you know, I wanted them to sound like Optimus Prime. So Yeah. You know, so, some of these guys, they're very talkative. And then when you put them on the radio for some reason, they clam up or something. We've got to make them more comfortable and yeah. everything because it's just us talking. There's no listeners. Just talk like you're talking, but okay, Charlie, you there? Hey, Charlie. There we go, Charlie. Can you hear us? Yep. Okay. All right. A little quiet, but we're gonna we're gonna deal with that. All right. You're a All little right. quiet. Speak up a little bit and, and relax, because there's nobody listening. We have a terrible, terrible <laughs> listenership, so don't worry about a thing. Be comfortable with us. Just open up and tell us all the information and retell us where El Nino Diablo came from, because your uh, cell signal was breaking up on us. So El Nino Diablo came from uh, Guillermo Leone of uh, okay. Marvel World Count Jimenez. Sure. Um, and uh, he called me the Devil Child um, when referring to uh, the Law War 107 Lancero Project, um, also known as the Twitter Cigar, uh, which uh, I um, I tried to get very very hard to have him make it, and uh, he called me that, and so. Uh, one day we decided to sort of use that in terms of uh, having all of our breaking news sort of have this. Uh, like an alter um, ego. Sort of have this distinct name. Apparently I sound worse now. <laughs> no, no. Much no. better, I think, right? Much better. Nope. You, you, were, you were like digitized the last time, but we got you good. We got you good. Okay. So you, put this, you put this cigar feed out there. Um, and uh, it, it's a place for anybody to find out basically cigar news information. Why and how did you start this? 
Um, it started, uh, you know, I've been blogging for a couple of years now um, in the tech world, and um, I was uh, talking with a retailer, um, and they sort of found out about that, and they said, you know, we really sh- could use something like this um, in the cigar world. And at the time, I had, I had no clue that cigar blogs existed. Um, I think I maybe had watched a couple of videos from Stigger Review, but, but really, you know, didn't have much uh, knowledge of, of the cigar blog medium. So um, I didn't really think much of the idea. Um, and then he, he sort of, uh, Bill Davies, a tobacco locker in Florida, just sort of kept uh, pushing the idea. And eventually, um, you know, I said, you know, perhaps there is something for us to do. There, there, there does seem to be a bit of a niche, but it wasn't necessarily starting as a, a huge breaking news site. Um, it was originally going to be a, a review and news site. And after a couple of months, things took a bit of a different turn. And now we as they do. a bit more heavily on news. Well, so, yeah, lots of news. You, you got a, a, a partner or a writer along with you, uh, also named, named Charlie, that you guys are calling Ray, just so uh, you can distinguish the two from each other. Um, and uh, are you partners with him, or he just works on your site with you? No, he just he writes for the site. Um, I've been uh, Charlie Stahl for about a year now, um, and he writes you know one or two reviews, uh, keeps up with a couple of companies. News-wise, um, that I don't. Uh, there are a lot of companies, and there there are just two or three that I really don't keep up with as much as uh, he does. So now, John, I too. don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's um, what you're talking about. The video you saw of him, I did see a video. I happen to be checking out uh, smokingstogies.com. The blind tasting video. Yes. Hysterical, yeah. very good stuff. It, right it, there. it looked like a spoof on blind tasting more than it was <laughs> uh, just a blind tasting video, and it, it actually led me to my first question, which is, how old are you? Uh, I am twenty. I'm one of the young ones, wow. or the, the you youngest. Are. My twenty years old. You, you you certainly know your stuff. Unbelievable for a twenty year old. I didn't know that going in. I did see that video, and I said, wow, he does look young myself. Uh, but the information that's on your site, you, you seem like a uh, a guy that's been smoking cigars for a lot, a lot of years. When did you start smoking? Um, I'll plead the fifth on that. I've been smoking for oh. a few years. <laughs> okay, so it's be- before you were 18 anyway, but you certainly know your stuff. Uh, and, th- and that video, you're friends with those guys at, uh, at with Brooks on uh, Smoking Stogie? Yeah, I'm friends with both uh, Brooks and Steve. I-, I-, I go to school in North Carolina, but I live in Dallas, so um, which is also where Brooks lives. So uh, when I'm in Dallas, uh, Brooks and I uh, hang out quite a bit, um, and uh, we decided to do a little April Fool's mockery of perhaps. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys were lighting the uh, right through the ribbon. Yeah, lighting the ribbon on the foot. <laughs> you know, that every, was funny. Every Smoking must, it backwards. As a retailer, I've seen it all. You know, and here was a video of you guys doing all the wrong things, which was, which without saying, we're trying to do the wrong things. It was great, great, great stuff. Uh, do you ever actually do blind tastings yourself, Charlie? Um, I do do occasional blind tastings, not um, not for reviews necessarily on the site. Um, there's a there's a big project that um, Outlaw is uh, down in Kansas uh, is doing. Uh, they've got some some new house ones coming out. They've got a bunch of bloggers involved. Brooks is one of the, the blind tasters. I'm one of the blind tasters. Um, oh, I know those folks part, well there. I, I know yeah, Kendall well over there. He does a great job. Yeah, so they, they've sent out, um, I think, four samples to uh, Barry Stein, who's uh, on the Cigar Authority a couple weeks ago from a cigar smoker, sure. is one of, one of the reviewers as well. So 
Um, yeah, there there is some blind tasting that I do do, but uh, we we've got quite a bit to do to try to you know, make sure that we're smoking enough cigars to to get reviews out each week. Sure, and it certainly seems like you have an open mind and a remarkable palate. Uh, I I caught one of the reviews at, on the pre-light. You had uh, an Atoro Fuente. And you pulled barbecued sunflower seeds uh, <laughs> on the first level of your flavor. And then underneath that was sweet nuts and cocoa. You hadn't even lit the cigar yet. I was blown away. <laughs> yeah, no, those, those grand Rosarios, uh, they were uh, a roller coaster, to say the least. Uh, fortunately, they weren't that flavorful once uh, the cigar was lit. Yeah, you came up with uh, dark grass, spices, sour earth, which I was jealous of and, <laughs> and uh that it was woodsy and I, th- I just kept thinking i need this guy to be my obi-wan and teach me yeah good stuff good and, and, and you rate by the the number right you, you'll rate a cigar by the number yeah we originally um yeah i know that you guys have had this discussion a lot and uh we originally yeah. gave uh we're giving letter grades to things um but a couple okay. months ago i decided to make the transition to say if we were going to do ratings we're, we're going to and just go ahead and, and give numbers um, I think our numbers are a bit more skewed than perhaps uh, most sites. We, uh, I don't believe that everything starts at 85 or everything starts at 90. Um, if, if, you, if, if I give a cigar a 90, that means uh, you know I'm, I'm buying a box of them, um, which I don't think is how the most people rate by numbers. No, I saw a rating. You gave a 66 rating to a $60 Casa uh, Fuente. Which I said, oh my God, you know that that that's painful. Yet you're going to give some high rating, like a 96, to a co- uh, to a Cohiba Siglo Five. You like the Cubans? Um, I mean, you know, the, the Siglo Five was from uh, '99, so it had a, a bit of age on it, um, and it was a phenomenal cigar. Um, it's older than you. Uh, a bit of age. It's older than you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, this this. Those Grand Avisarios, which are the $60 Fuentes, are some of the, the worst Fuentes I've ever smoked. Um, and, uh, you know, we try to be as you know, objective as possible um, with, you know, something as subjective as this uh, and to try to speak our minds. Uh, now, I, I, wonder, part, we... I, I wonder if you, you gave it a disappointed rating because you skewed that you paid $60 for it. You know, unlike a blind taste that you have no idea what the cigar costs you, you know, and, you, and you're just doing it for the cigar itself and not value, but I think you automatically incorporate, I just paid $60 for the cigar. I'm not liking it. Now, know? actually, is that is that the cigar that you actually got for around 30 I, I, I went through all your site uh, over the past couple of days, and I noticed that you come by your cigars kind of in an odd fashion compared to some bloggers. You're... You know, typical college kid, I'm sure you're not rolling in the dough, so you're making trades and you're swapping stuff. Um, so it, uh, is that is that the cigar that you got for around 30 Yeah, I, I, I purchased because um, the, the, the grain of the stars were originally at least uh, right before I was smoking. So, um, But on the secondary market, um, you know, on uh, forums and whatnot, they generally go for about $30. Uh, I picked up a bunch of them, to say the least, Uh for the reviews, because we, we do not, for the most part, with the exception of things like that Siglos 5 from 1989, don't review just one cigar. Um, I try to have at least three when reviewing a cigar. So um, it took a bit, but you know I managed to locate enough of the uh, Grand Vasarios in both wrappers 
and uh, we never, I, I never paid sixty dollars for for one of those. But it's, uh, and the only way to pay sixty was to buy the humidor, which was, you know, in the right. thousands. <clears throat> How is it that you? I lost it. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, you know, I, I was just a little funked on some of the so, some of the ratings of uh, you know, and I and I hate to beat up. I got Don DeCappa here from from the Fuente people, but I see a, a seventy four rated on a Fuente Anejo number forty six, uh, and and then you know a, a ninety two rating on a Pinar del Rio Habano Sungrown, and I'm like, wow, man, I, don't, I you know where are these coming from? Or maybe I got to try these two things again, and and. Uh, because, you know, my taste is certainly different than yours. It seems like you like to, if it's not really, really full-bodied, you're not uh, caring for the cigar. Is that true, or am I just reading into this wrong? Well, the, the, the Pinar del Rio, that, that comes from the other reviewer on the site, and he, he definitely is a video okay. fanboy. Uh, now, I would say, you know, I'm a I'm medium, medium, full in strength. Uh, you know, the fuller the body, the better, but obviously that, that a lot of times means that you're going to have to have a, a balls-to-wall, full-strength cigar, and that's definitely not... You know, I like the, the highest rated cigar on the site is the uh, Leon Jimenez Don Fernando Number no. Four, which is a a mild cigar in terms of nicotine, but is you know fuller in body and fuller in flavor than almost every other cigar on the market. Um, the Davidoff Classic Number no. Two is is you know also rated extremely highly, which is a cigar that I love as well. Same thing, you know, oh, you could smoke through a box of those without getting a nicotine buzz, but it's a fuller you know fuller body than than most you know. The League of Provadas you're going to find on the market, even though sure. that the League of Provadas got tons more strength. So, given that you, sorry, go ahead. I, I mean, I, I enjoy a bit of everything, but I, I don't, you know, fuller, fuller in body. But as long as you know that strength thing, I think it, it oftentimes strength and body gets confused, or, or right. strength and flavor gets confused, and those are three separate things to me, at least. Given that you uh, do tend to smoke at least three cigars before you give it a rating, what rate do you put on? Or what weight do you put on the consistency of the cigar from smoke to smoke to smoke? Yeah, we we actually uh, we have that in um, in sort of uh, we have a formula essentially of uh, you know how we grade it and uh, consistency amounts to um, in total I think seven percent of uh, of the actual score with flavor being the biggest uh, you know chunk of about sixty percent of the score. Um, and then, you know, burn, smoke production, draw, you know, accounting for, for 20 or so, and then, um, you know, price, appearance, all those other things factoring in there. So it definitely is something we factor in, and um, it, it's something I think is very important because you can smoke one cigar and have it be phenomenal or smoke one cigar and have it be, be terrible. You know, the, that Nieho were those were three cigars all smoked from um, the batch that came out in 2009. Um, and they, they just weren't very good. The 2010s have been very good in the has that I've had, um, but the, the 09s, for whatever reason, just seem plugged. Does the um, does the price of a cigar, if a if a cigar is expensive, does that uh, tend to lower the rating, raise the rating? Is it neutral? Is no, it I mean, I think it, it, a two dollar cigar that smokes the same as a ten dollar cigar will probably get a better rating than the ten dollar cigar. Um, right, it, it's it in there. Yep. It's it's in there, but uh, you know I don't um, I don't like paying twenty five dollars for a cigar more than anybody else in this world. So, um, sure. yeah. As a retailer, I like people paying twenty five on a cigar, but that's me. I'm I'm different for sure. Uh, yeah. You know. Well, also, but as a retailer, you also would rather somebody buy a box of a cigar that's five dollars versus buy one or two twenty five dollars. Right. Cigars. Right. 
You know, I'm, I'm, and uh, another thing I'm, I'm blown away with is um, your 2011 cigar release uh, sheet that you have here. Which, as a review, in case anyone just logged in, uh, we're talking to Charlie from thecigarfeed.com. Yes. And he does, you, you've got a list now of uh, the cigars that are going to come out in 2011. Yeah, how did you get this compiled? This is fantastic. Um, I mean, we, we do the weekly news each week, um, and we, we do a couple of other news stories throughout the week if they're yeah, that important. We did something yesterday on the new, two new uh, products from Lido Gomez, the La Florida Macana, the Digger, which is 8.5 by 60, and uh, the Lido Gomez Cubanito, which is a 4 and a quarter by 48. Uh, I, was with, I was with Lido and Inez Tuesday night, and I don't know about these products. <laughs> so how do you do it? You, you call them up, or they call you and let you know? Are you sending call girls to their house? How do you get the information? Um, we haven't gone to the call girls yet, but uh, that's a good idea. Uh, we've got, um, yeah, I'm close to the, a few retailers around the country um, that they keep their ears open. We've got other people that, that sort of help us. Uh, you know, sometimes companies will come directly and say, hey, look, we have this coming out in a couple weeks. Um, you know, sometimes the reps drink a bit too much whiskey and they say something. And So you and go it, out drinking with them at night. <laughs> you go out drinking with them at night, which I, I tried that this week, and I didn't get a lot from Rocky Patel. But, you know, looking through this, you know, there were some things I just had no idea of and some things that I know something of. I'll give you one for instance. Tatuaje M80. I look in here, and this is a cigar being made for me. Nobody knows this. And there you are. It's on your list. It says retail exclusive, and uh, uh, its it status is it has been announced, and you don't you don't know the release date. It has been it has not been announced, and I don't even know the release date. And you know more than me. And this is my damn cigar. How the hell do you find this out? <laughs> yeah, I mean we we um, yeah we we try to make sure that. That are you know every Monday we have a weekly news post that comes out that summarizes all the news that from the past week as well as you know try to provide any new news for the week and um, you know it seemed only logical to do this uh, I have to give credit there's a there's a guy in Australia named uh, Trevor I can't think of his last name off the top of my head who runs uh, a website called Cuban Cigar website that has a similar list of all of the Cubans that are coming out this year all of the regionals all of the limited editions. And it seemed really, uh, I was lost as to why no one had done this with the entire world or why no one had done this with the non-Cuban world, because there are a lot of people, I think, that, that do, that aren't retailers, that do care about, you know, when is, you know, is the Tawahe the wolf coming out? Is, you know, is, when's the Padron 47 going to come out? Um, you know, That's and some awesome. of these questions are... You know, some of these questions are easier things, um, you know, that people would know about. But there, you know, there are 178, 179 entries on that list right now, and so there are there's a lot of things coming out in 2011. And um, you know, I think people are interested, in, and there's you know, there's there's going to be a lot of things hitting retailers, and there's a, there's a lot more retailer exclusives that um, unless you are online and really into the cigar community you, you won't ever hear about and this, uh, this is good stuff here this is good this is the best thing you know i like a lot that's going on in your website but i'll tell you this is the most impressive thing for uh getting information that i, I don't think anybody really has and you've compiled it all together An another question i have for you is um my father bellicoso and in parentheses you have davidoff what is with that yes. That cigar is out. Um, it was made for Michael Herkowitz of uh, Davidoff of Geneva. 
um, there are a couple things that are made exclusively for his store by a couple other manufacturers that aren't Davidoff. Um, a good example of that is the La Roche Supreme. Um, Fonseca makes a couple cigars for him. The Lito Gomez uh, Gallego or Gallargo, which is a six by sixty in the Lito Gomez Diaz line. So it's another one of these Davidoff uh, Madison Avenue or Davidoff of Geneva in New York uh, exclusives, and um, it's. The name is just My Father Bellicoso. It's an unbanded Bellicoso that comes in cabinets of 50. Um, and it's uh, it's not like most My Fathers. It's, it's medium full, uh, not not as much pepper as you would expect in your average peanut cigar. Unbelievable. Great information. So the key to this is to get people, because when we say to someone, <clears throat> yeah, you, you call our people, they're actually calling us when we're off the air. No, I just had Dawn, and I know something new is going to come out with the J.C. Newman people, and Dawn says, yeah, I can't tell you, but something new is coming out, and we're not telling you yet. You're going to end up finding the information before. I got him right here. He won't tell me. The answer, the key is to get him out drinking tonight. It's going to be the key. This is what I, I, yeah, no. I've he, gone from here. He just put his hands up. He, he's ready for the party. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the thing missing on your website, I, went, I looked on the uh, B&M Spotlight, brick-and-mortar spotlight, and uh, I think it's a great idea, but there's no content on it yet. What is the plan for that? Yeah, it was something that we originally um, you know, thought we, we were going to get around to doing uh, when the site first launched. Um, you know, a couple of the Dallas retailers we've done interviews with, um, and I, I guess the project's on hold for right now. Um, it, it may be, um, you know, we may, may try to pick it up again, but uh, the, the big problem with it is that, uh, you know, there aren't any really B&Ms uh, where I am in North Carolina, and there's only a limited number. There's a lot in, in Dallas, but uh, it may not be best just to cover the Dallas area. So, I don't know, we'll, we'll try to figure out, a, a, you know, Troy Saul and I have conversations about sort of the future. Um, but right. I think that... Uh, We'll try to keep it, you know, news and review oriented for uh, going forward. Sure, the B and M's need help. You know, uh, they're having a tough time out there. I'm a, I'm a mail order company myself, but we're, we're out here trying to help the brick and mortar stores the best we can. Charlie, thank you so much. This is great information. Charlie from the CigarFeed.com. Thank you very much. We would love to have you thank back you. on soon. No, I'd love to be here. Okay. That is Charlie from thecigarfeed.com, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep the blog fest going on. we got the guys from the Cigar Think Tank, Matt and Mike. They'll be on in just a minute, so stick around. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Flor de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare, aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. 
Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune, and it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more but it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes, the Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Okay, we're back. 
Cigar Authority, 617-237-1234 is the number, 617-237-1234. That was very interesting with the uh, Cigar Feed Guy. Very interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, what do we got going on? We got lots of events coming up and promotions and things like that. We're going to get into it. I want to tell you, Ron White, you know the comedian Ron White, Blue Collar Cigar Tour? Oh, always has uh, always has a cigar Blue Collar Comedy, yeah. Yep. Always has like a bourbon or a scotch. Yeah, big advocate for cigars. He is a guy that in his contract states that he's going to smoke a cigar right on the stage. If they say no, he does it anyway. Uh, he'll bring the fire department with him. They're worried about the place burning down on his, his cigar. He says, yeah, somebody was there making sure, but he demands that he smokes a cigar, like much like Red Owlback, who we'll talk about later on. And... Um, he is uh, actually going to start working for a cigar company, the Zeno Platinum people. Davidoff, they make Zeno Platinum. He is going to be a spokesman for them, and he's going to be out there touring. He's going to show up at the IPCPR trade show. He's going to be a guest speaker at our morning breakfast, and he's going to be out there in the, on the ads and things like that. He's uh, standing up for cigars, and he's doing it in a big way. Um, Hopefully, we'll end up having him on the show. I hope. That would be great. But funny, funny guy. I've always liked him anyway, and turns out to be a big advocate of cigars, which is uh, a big jump ahead for me. And uh, I think I'm going to be DJing for uh, Xeno Platinum. Yes, we're going to have a big Xeno Platinum event, and we need a DJ for it. And you were good enough to say uh, you'll give me a good deal. I will always give you a good yeah. deal. <laughs> So uh, let's make sure our, cigar, deal, our cigars are lit up because this the is... The deal got a little bit better since I got my good, Calibri good, cutter here. Good. I'll always front and load you if I have to, whatever i got to do. <laughs> um, we are smoking the Padron 1926, one of my favorite cigars. Which, speaking of cigars, I found out officially from my accountant that mm -hmm. cigars are a tax write-off for me. That's right, because you're in the entertainment business. You have to entertain people like me. Not even that. No? Okay. As a result of the show, I smoke now... 50 times more cigars than I ever smoked in my life. And that jump in cigars, I'm allowed to write off as research for the show. No kidding. No kidding. Because I, the, what I explained is I have to know what I'm talking about. And I came on as the rookie, and I don't want to be the rookie anymore. I want to know what I'm doing. And so there we go. Wow. Can, can I do that? I, I don't know. That's a, I have to research cigars all the time. That's a great question. You'd have to buy your cigars, though. You think these companies give them to me for free? Is that what you think? You go into the cigar store, it says ten dollars. Oh, that's all my money because they cost me nothing. The, I'm the, wondering. The rent, should, the rent is free. Andy Nelson about that because he may have dropped the ball. I might have just helped save you. Andy's which would, number Nelson's. I need, I need some write-offs because I just wrote some big checks. He became your accountant because he saved you ten or twenty thousand dollars that year, and uh, I may have just saved you ten thousand. So. If the government had closed down, do I have to pay my taxes? They're closed. This is the funny thing about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you file your tax return the old-fashioned way, you send it the snail mail way. Yeah. It's going to be delayed as a result of the shutdown and all that stuff, the non-essential workers or whatever. Yeah. If you file it electronically, everything gets handled by the computer, and then there's a backlog of them doing their checks or whatever. Um, so, but this is the key: if they keep your money uh, longer, they have to pay you interest on it. The problem is, if they keep my money, if they keep, if they don't send your refund back, I've never got a refund. Fashion, I'm, I'm, I'm a retailer. How can I ever right. get a refund? Normal people. Yeah. So if they keep your money, they actually pay interest to you. The problem is, what they're of? paying you like two or three percent interest, and you don't if get you're that late, that's good. Yeah, if they you're take, late. Yeah, eighteen. <laughs> exactly. It becomes a credit card if you're late, but they don't. They don't. Then it's not treated the same. They're like bookies. Yeah, they're like bookies. Anyway, they're crooks. 
All right, let's move on to CigarThinkTank.com. Do we have him on the line we already? Do. Yep. Awesome. Okay, okay, do we have Matt, Mike, or both? We got both of them today. We got all ears. Both ears? Yes. Yeah, okay, you guys Matt. Today. We're doing awesome. Matt and Mike did a cigar think tank. You guys did some. Uh, we had you on before. Where's Matt first off? I'm right here. Matt, go Red Sox, yes. huh? I know. You know, if we're going to win a game, uh, that was the best game to win last night, right? There it yeah, is. I, I know Matt's a Red Sox fan, and uh, we had a we had a great time here at the cigar store yesterday with uh, some uh, Yankees fans in Connecticut, and we went back and forth through Skype, and we had a good time with them. And I was thinking of you. Uh, we had a great time with it, and the Red Sox finally win one. If we're going to win one, if we if we only win one game all year, this would be the one to win. So, Absolutely. So it was great. We, we got the Red Sox Yankee game out right now here at the uh, at Harry's at the cigar shop. Cool, cool. So uh, I, w- I was so uh, um, interested in your uh, Cigar Madness tournament, 64 cigars uh, going in bracket style to uh, come up with a winner of which was going to be the best. Uh, I thought it was a very un- unique and great idea. I'll probably be stealing it from you later, just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was fabulous. Uh, can you tell us uh, what-, what made you think of this and, and, uh, uh, and how it worked out? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, Mike here. Well, we we kind of just had been talking about it, and we were looking for different things, and we're both obviously huge sports fans and have been watching, uh, you know, getting ready for the tournament and filling out our own brackets and trying to figure out what was going to, you know, who's going to take it all. Bill Huskies, by the way. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, we just thought it would be fun. thought that it would kind of fit into the cigar lifestyle, meshing sports cigars. Obviously, with, you know, talking about Red Auerbach and all that. Obviously, go hand in hand forever. And uh, you know, I got, I got to give a lot of credit to Matt, though. Matt really was the uh, the brains behind that one. I just am trying to get some of the credit. Well, it, it was it was nice, and you do you do like Mr. Jonathan. He takes the bow for most of the stuff, but I understand it completely. Um, so, was there any reason or or logic to uh, who you pinned up against who? Well, guys, hey, this is Matt. You know, really looking at it, we just kind of went through and literally came up with 16 cigars to start with from each of the regions. So when we picked up, we, we really try to go true to, you know, country of origin. So tobacco, wrapper, uh, everything, you know, came from that country, which is very hard. So we came up with those 16 teams, and literally Mike and I sat down like a selection committee and uh, just kind of decided who we were going to seed where, you know, just based on our experience and, you know, kind of also popular um, – I guess popularity in the industry. Yeah, we use things like uh, Cigar Snob and Cigar Aficionado's ratings and, you know, some of the different online ratings and kind of just put together different things. We call them like the polls, you know, like the AP and the, uh, you know, RPI and stuff like that, essentially, and use them. And, you know, some of the cigars that we weren't so familiar with, like uh, there's a few Cubans in there that we haven't had a chance to smoke and some different things like that. So we put that together. But anything, Dominican, Nicaragua, and Honduran, we had we've smoked every one of them and kind of just based it off of that. Um, so it was, it was, it was the hardest part was filling in those middle seats, the, the threes, the fours, and the fives. That was where we really had a hard time because that's when everything was so, you know, so close, so close. So, you know, we just kind of threw them in there and saw what would happen. Next year we might have to get together with a, maybe you guys, we could put together a little bigger selection committee. Okay, uh, you know, a couple of things I'll beat you up on. Um, first off, if if somebody had not smoked a certain cigar, they were to vote anyway. There was no option to actually not vote on this because, 
you know, how do you pick one? If you smoked one and you didn't smoke the other, you actually, you're going to pick the one you did smoke, and that's an unfair thing. It should be, uh, you know, certain things should be left out at that point. Um, and, um, you know, let's take the first round, for instance. Um, you know, there was a couple things that were uh, a major, major difference. Um, one was the Padron 1926 that we're smoking right now. This is, uh, you know, basically a 20. What is it? It's the champion. I don't say one trick at all. Yes, it is. And uh, when we asked you to be on the show, we said uh, we'd like to smoke the 19, uh, Padron 1926 with you when this thing is all over with because there was no doubt in my mind that that was <laughs> what was going to take the, the take take the uh, first place but you put it up against brick house what was where we're uh we're going up against a so five dollar cigar against a twenty dollar cigar um you know poor brick house you know <laughs> it's which, may, which may have made it further along in the bracket had it been paired against something else yeah but i mean you know duke goes up against uh somebody from you know central connecticut state college or something like that so i mean that's kind of how it has to get played out sometimes it was a, it was it was difficult. I, I I hear you on that. We just need some help with the selection committee, but the um okay. Padron, Padron deserved an easy seat. They're you know they're the uh, it's a race for second. Everybody knows Padron is it's pretty much okay. As good as All right. How about uh, Acid uh, Blue Cuba Cuba <laughs> versus Kane F? All right. Well, well, I think that was one of those where uh, I think we took a little liberty and a little fun in it. I think which the selection committee does sometimes, and we wanted to do the. The hard, see who showed up to, to vote, either the hardcore, you know, heavy smokers of the KNF or the newer kind of younger generation of acid blue. So I think we were kind of doing a little test to see, you know, who would uh, show up and vote uh, the most on a website poll. And hoping that favorite. the hardcore guys would. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you got to figure that, you know, uh, the, the person that's going to be uh, doing this most likely that goes online, for lack of a better word, a real cigar geek or something, is going to go to a full-bodied cigar. When you went into uh, Davidoff Grand Cru against La Aurora uh, 1495 uh, uh, brick and mortar, um, you know, I don't know. It's it's almost like um, I, I would have expected the Davidoff to end up taking that spot, but um, it's not going to because there's not enough strength in the de- in that particular Davidoff. Yeah. No, correct. I think that's one where, we, you know, it, it's a, we just wanted to throw some pairings out there and see what happens. And I'll be completely honest, a lot of the votership we got, um, over 30% of the votes um, overall came in from outside of the United States. So, oh, wow, you know, really? All, yeah, so in all the rounds, which is hilarious to us because – if you don't live in the United States, you've probably never heard of a basketball college tournament before is what our thought was. But, you know, the major- we had a whole huge selection of votes from um, Italy, um, as far as like Taiwan, Japan, um, all over the place of people really showing up, Australia, different places that actually placed votes in every round. So that was probably the most surprising thing to us and a little unexpected in it. Okay. My favorite mismatch was the uh, Onyx Reserve versus the Diamond Crown Maximus. Uh, because I hate Onyx. <laughs> I was I got to that part of the voting and I was like, yes. Yeah. And then yeah. you know, there was some there was some that went you know almost a hundred percent. Alec Bradley, uh, Prasado uh, up against Don Tomas Candela. Holy God, you know. Uh... <laughs> well, what I what I like about this is as I was voting, Dave and I voted at the uh, at the same time at one point uh, side by side, and the reaction from him was 
laughable in and of itself. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Oh, well, it's got to be this one. Like, he really, more than I thought he would, he oh, really I, got into the voting. I, I thought it was sensational. It was, uh, I had a, a good time, and I couldn't wait until the, the voting was over so I could go on and see what other people did. And for the most part, I mean, it stayed pretty true all the way. You know, there's been a couple of oddities that I thought, but uh, for the most part, um, uh, at the beginning, there was mismatches and stuff, but you start moving on to round three. The matches really got interesting where, yep. uh, you know, Liga Pavada against My Father Limited Edition. That was pretty good. Uh, you know, some, some. That's a great matchup right, right. there. They got into Both some good regard. stuff. Yep, yep. And the voting got closer as those pairings got better. Right. All of a yeah, sudden you saw that. That one was 57 42. 57 yeah, so uh, some of these things, and then it, go, it moves down. Um, uh, almost a tie here with uh, uh, Beehike, uh, the Cohiba, against the morning, morning number two. I got to imagine most people hadn't even smoked the Cohiba yet, but uh, they get in the vote because of uh, it seems to be uh, the fan favorite out there for everybody. I don't know, know what's yeah, going on with that. Yeah, that was the aficionado picked at number one. I mean, that, you knew, we knew that one. That's kind of that was what we were talking about, bringing in other things and we kind of had to put that one there just because because of that. But yeah, what I think is really interesting was if you look at the Elite Eight and um, you had My Father versus the My Father Limited Edition versus the Padron 1926, and it was a statistical tie. It was 50-50. It came down to literally less than a percentage point, and the computer pushed wow. for Padron. We weren't sure why it how it had picked. We looked it up, and they had uh, they had two votes more out of the wow. 3,000 something votes. They had two votes more, you know, which I thought was incredibly impressive because I mean just talk about an evenly matched thing there's there certainly the number one and two seeds out of nicaragua which has got to be the strongest region if you ask me so that was pretty exciting sure. and you were getting about uh 3400 votes per round yeah yeah that's about what it came down to and uh we, we were very excited and you know it was just interesting to see people come back and uh people vote every round i think that was the one thing that uh you know we, we were kind of wondering when we got so many hits in the first round we were like okay well that's the you know People won't keep coming back, but they did, and it was kind of like Dave, what you were talking about. How people just—that was the—that was the better part of it. Yeah, that you was know. the best part of it. Uh, as it got down, you know, I, I could have really been a wise guy and told you in early, uh, you know, <laughs> Opus X versus Padron Twenty Six at the end. It's going to be interesting because I, it would be exactly the way I would have uh, figured it. Which I was happy to see that, uh, you, you know, y'all, y'all listeners there, uh, the people that are reading your stuff know what the hell they're talking about. You're not just getting uh, a bunch of uh, unknown cigar smokers. If, if uh, something like that, Candela or something, popped up towards the top or something, I would have been shaking my head. I was praying that the, that the Cohiba didn't make it up there. It would have just been, uh, you know, oh, God, they're just readers of the magazine and they're just followers. Yeah. But it, it was awesome. It was, it was a great thing. And you plan on continue doing it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a great uh thing to be done and uh as i said i'm probably going to rip you off in some way or something i got to do something I'd, I'd like to actually physically do it not um you know we've done blind taste tests in our, in our store before we've done it with three three hundred people i'm sorry three hundred people at a, a brackets type style blind taste test uh we've done it twice it was pretty interesting people had to pay a hundred dollars to get in it and we did 300 people each time, and they didn't know what the cigar was. It was blind, and, and each round would have to give them the, the next set numbered. And, and uh, at the end of it, the, the folks that were voting were actually surprised at their own votes. So very, very hard to pull off uh, blindly, but uh, without, uh, you know, the person actually uh, being right there in front of you. But 
um, th- this was a, uh, a better way. Now, I know you guys have a uh, have your own show that you have coming up uh, where you're going to officially announce all the winners and everything. Uh, can you just briefly talk about that? Yeah, you guys are actually getting the exclusive here. So, uh, we're, Beautiful. We're we want that. Yeah, so then um, actually as soon as we're done here, so uh, as close to 2 o'clock as we can, we're actually going to be doing a live Ustream show today, um, filming kind of our podcast live from uh, Harry's Cigar and Brew over in Avito, Florida. Um, they're one of our sponsors of the Cigar Madness Tournament, so uh, we're going to announce all the winners there and uh, stuff and uh, have a good time with the guys in the shop this afternoon. What uh, what is that going to be playing right on your site, CigarThinkTank.com? Yeah, it's going to be right on CigarThinkTank.com, and it'll also be on uh, Ustream. You can catch it in a couple different places. But if you go to the website, www.CigarThinkTank.com, you'll be able to pick up the link right there. All right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna tune in for sure, and I, and hopefully all our viewers just j- jump ship and go over there because we're off at two. So everybody go to Cigar Think Tank, and we'll uh, we'll we'll see exactly uh, what you got to say on there. So I'm gonna let you guys go so you can get, prepare for that show. You need to, you got about ten minutes, so uh, get ready and uh, give us a wave, okay? <laughs> all right, thanks. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. That's Matt and Mike. CigarThinkTank.com, very interesting uh, thing that they pulled off, and uh, uh, I can't wait for the next time. And uh, I will certainly make suggestions to them. Yeah, it sounds like they were inviting us in to be on the committee for next year. Well, we're going to invite ourselves in anyway. (laughs) That's how we roll. That's it. So, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to have such a thing as this where you can uh, type in and give some ideas and stuff, but I certainly have some... uh, Good ideas for them. I think it was great. I think it was a, a, an awesome thing uh, to pull off. And uh, it, as I said, I think it went uh, pretty much uh, the way it should have, with uh, very few exceptions, in my personal opinion. But everybody's taste is everybody's taste. That's the beautiful thing about uh, cigar smoking folks that are listening. Uh, your taste are your taste. We have uh, 1,100 different open boxes that are in the store. If we didn't need 1,100, you know, and we could just do one case of cigars, that'd be great. But everybody's taste is different. And, you know, we sell lots of cigars that I don't care for personally. And we sell uh, lots of cigars that I happen to love. And there's something for everybody when it comes to cigars. It's not like cigarette smoking. It's more like wine drinking. And there's lots of different kinds of wine. So there are really people out there that enjoy that uh, onyx? Apparently. (laughs) Apparently the cigar sells. We sell it. We sell no, it. No, I know we sell it, or you sell it, but it's terrible. <laughs> and that and that is your personal taste and opinion. And, and just uh, about everyone who's had the cigar that I know when you, when you agrees blind, with me. Well, when you blind test somebody on that, they certainly don't like it. We we've, we know that from blind testing that it's not key. People, you know, the majority of people don't like it and stuff. But uh, I'm sure the, there are people out there who like licking stamps and like licking envelopes. But Oh, yeah, that's what you got out I of it, I don't right? think that I would want to light that, on, that flavor on fire and then smoke it. I, I just can't imagine. Dave, what's your theory on the brand or the, or the label, the, uh, the, the band? The, you know, a lot of folks think the outside tobacco, the, which is called a wrapper, the, the pot that uh, goes into your mouth, that's what you pick up the most flavors for. My theory is the cigar band, the piece of paper that's wrapped around it, has the most flavor to most people. Mm. They buy by the label. Right. And you take that label off, it's an altogether different cigar. Well, I've proven it. At some point, the cigar itself had to have made that label popular. It's not like a cigar comes out and then all of a sudden, oh, you know, this is going to be the cigar that I'm going to smoke forever. The, you know, the cigar had to have been good at some point. Maybe, that yeah, maybe, maybe. Way, way back when that came out, it was a different cigar. It was owned by a different company, and then they bought it. And, you know, it's it's jet black. It's 
you know, a, a painted on type of, hey, whatever. Uh, again, I'm it sells. It, I don't want to. I can imagine, like at the at the factory, they, you know, all the workers are in there. They're urinating on the onyx tobacco, and they're <laughs> no, 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 throwing their monkey feces at it. It's, and this is uh, Mr. Jonathan talking. Not me. Not I'm at just, all. I'm just that, that's what I imagine is happening at the factory at that particular factory. You know, all I'm, the seconds tobacco that's been on the floor, I'm sure that's chopped not off true. of everything. I'm sure that's not that true gets at put all. Put in folks. the stems. I'm sure they put a lot of hard work into it. All the leaves that have touched the ground. Hey, I'm in this business, man. <laughs> this, yeah, it's not you saying it's me. I, I'm just, you know, that's how I feel. Can we talk about this ashtray that I've been staring well, at for the last two next hours? Next week we are having on the show Joe Gianascoli. Joe was in The Sopranos. He it was, was Vito. Vito. Vito that uh, he was killed in the last season, but he made this ashtray. I'd love to tip it over and show the folks, but it's full of uh, cigar ashes. But it is a gun. And it's a, uh, you know, the handle pot is a place for your cigar to go into. And also where the bullet would come out in the, the barrel. barrel. Yeah. There's a place for a cigar there. And, and in, the, in the center part of it is where the ashes go. It's pretty cool. And uh, he uh, signed it for me, sent it this way. And we're going to have him on the show. We'll talk about his new thing, which is um, not only cigar ashtrays, but all kinds of different accessories. I think it's a neat, neat uh, ashtray. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Um, and uh, Joe Ganascoli will have him on next week, and we'll talk to him about that. And uh, who else we got? We got the Pinker? Uh, I haven't confirmed yet. I did send him an email, so hopefully Jeff Pinkus, the, the Pinker himself. Okay, the Pinker is a guy that has a show in Chicago, and I've, I've known the Pinker <laughs> for quite some time, called The Man Show. And it is a show about guys-type stuff, yeah. which has turned into very much so a cigar show. It's not just the cigar show, but uh, they talk a lot of cigars, and Jeff has his own brand called The Pinker that Gurkha makes for him, and he can talk about that, too. We'll get him on for sure, for sure. Um, we only got a couple of minutes. I want to uh, let you know about the Red Owlback thing. Where yeah. is that? I got that here somewhere. Mem uh, memorabilia once owned by the late, great Boston Celtics head coach Red Auerbach will be sold um, during a three-day online auction. Uh, in, out of California. The auction will contain 500 items from Red Owlback, including his championship rings, warm-up jackets, golf bags, various autographed items, including cigars and humidors. So I know one particular humidor that was made for him with parquet flooring on the top of it, gigantic size humidor. I think they only made five of these humidors ever. I know some, someone else that has one. It's an actual piece of the parquet flooring from the Boston Garden, an unbelievable, beautiful humidor. We actually sold two of the five that were ever sold. Wow. Um, and you didn't buy one? I didn't buy one. It was way back when, uh, and maybe this is my chance to buy it, although I'll way overpay for it this time, I, I think. Um, it's ex expected to raise a half of, of a million dollars at this auction. Is, it, is that stuff going to charity or um, going to the... No, it's going to the family. Nice. It is going to the family. Some of this stuff belongs to museums, uh, probably the Basketball Hall of Fame, things like that, but it's not going to. Some people have a problem with that, but uh, it's not, and um, that is coming up next month, and we'll be looking forward to that and see the items, and we'll report to you some of the things that are there. So that's the uh, uh, Red Owlback auction uh, next month out of California. It'll be online, I, I believe, on uh, eBay. I think they're going to do it on eBay. Hmm. So uh, we'll get the information on that. And as I said, next week uh, we'll have Joe Ganascoli from uh, formerly of The Sopranos. He was killed. If they ever go back uh, and make a movie, I think he's out because he's dead. So um, 
we'll have him and Jeff Pincus. We'll get Jeff Pincus on, and we got lots more going on. So, hey, folks, thanks very much for tuning in to the Cigar Authority this week. Next week, we're back here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. That's exit one off Route 95. Come on by, say hi, and I will have a great show next week. So stick around, and we'll catch you next week. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Bye, everybody. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603 603- Four seven five one three nine one. That's six zero three four seven five one three nine one.